Dig in the Garden, episode two. I will have you guys know that I had this guy on last week. We recorded three hours and it got deleted. <laughs> so that whole, and we had a great fucking conversation that I wish you guys could have heard. But I feel like shit happens because it's supposed to happen. And I feel like if that got out, maybe something goes wrong, terribly wrong, and fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm very big on, like, I feel like shit is just put out there, and sometimes it's not meant to be put out there. So I was, it, I was tight as fuck when it first happened, and I, I wanted to hurt somebody, mainly myself. But once I cooled down, I was like, all right, you know what? That wasn't the one. This is the one. So I'm with an anonymous guest who hasn't shown his face, but... I've seen his face <laughs> and I'm here next to him and uh, we're going to talk. He's a producer and I have probably been on his music for a good like four years now and always wanted to talk to him, always wanted to link up with him, but never got the chance until like a year ago. So without any wow, further ado, wow. Datamash. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for How's having me back. Yeah, <laughs> I had to. I I posted, the worst part was... I posted like the the cover art for the episode. Yeah. And I hate doing that because when you do that, like yeah, everything's yeah. got to go smooth. Like even when you post like uh like your album release date, everything's got to go smooth. Otherwise, like if it doesn't drop on that day, you just look like a fucking asshole. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm like, you're like, yo, maybe we could do it next week. I'm like, so yo, premature. please, like this week, please. Like we need yeah. to do something this week because I I said it was coming out this week. <laughs> I can still put it out Saturday. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it'll still be out this week. So I wanted to just get that. For sure, down. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. But all right, let's let's start off with how do you become Datamash? Who who are you before Datamash? How do you start music? Well, I started producing when I was like about like sixteen, and uh, I, I used to just go by my government name, not even a name really. I just right. produce. I was just like, like yo, Ja makes beats. Like, right, right, in high right. School, like, and. Uh, Mostly like sample based and like just hip hop. Like I was like a fucking hip hop. I still am like a hip hop junkie. Like right. hip hop. Like I care about like the origins and like right, right, right. samples and sounds and like all the all the nuances and shit. And how yeah. do you how do you get introduced to uh, production? Um, so I used to rap. Like I used to. I used to actually. Uh, I still rap from time to time. Like um, I used to write poetry a lot and. Uh, that turned into rapping, and then I'm like, yo, I used to just rap over, like, instrumentals and shit, like, practice. Before I had, like, a mic or any, like, audio equipment, and I used to, like, beatboxing. I, like I said, I was really into, like, hip-hop and, like, right. the origins, and, like, I never break dance when I was a b-boy, but I like learning about all that shit. And, like, <coughs> um, my uh, brother's boy's cousin, uh, it, he used to play the drums, and uh, he would always, like, like make beats, like, uh, like, like on the table with his hands and I would like beatbox and, and I would like try to rap when he would like make beats on the table. And uh, I seen him like a couple months later, like in the summer, I forget what summer, what year this was, but uh, he's like, yo, you got to learn how to make beats, man. I just got onto this, like this, this program. I'm like, yeah, what's it called? He's like, Fruity Loops. I'm like, what the fuck is Fruity Loops? Right. And You know, I would see like videos of like producers in the studio with these big keyboards and fucking... You know the big mixer boards and right, shit, right. and I'm like, yo, I dream of being in one of those one day. So when right. he's talking about a program that looks like a like, you know, right? It has like the mixer, yeah, view the mixer and board. And yeah. back then it was very like, 
plain Jane, man. Like, right, stripped down. Just stripped down like gray knobs and, you know, your, your, your fucking grid and, and your little green, like, like piano roll. Right, like, right, right. You know, and um, he's like, yeah. He's like, go on CNET.com and, like, download the demo. And at the time, it was like, I think we had fucking DSL or whatever. It yep. was like, and I had my dad's computer, like, in the fucking living room. So I'm like, my dad was very, like, when he came home, like, you had to get off the computer. Right, right, right. So it wasn't home, much time work. of production. Exactly. So, like, so I ended up downloading the program, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Like, I, you know, at the time, it was just all the stock sounds. It's not, like, all these, like, drum kits and, like, you know, VSTs and plugins that exist now. And uh, so he started walking me through the basics. He's like, yo, this is a, you know, a 4-4 a, a four, four time signature. Like, uh, you know, that's where you put your kicks and this is where you put your snares. And this is a metronome and this is where you adjust the BPMs. I'm like, what the fuck is BPM? He's like, beats right. per minute, tempo. And uh, from there, man, I just started, like, just, just researching, man, it. indulging in it. And, like, I immersed myself mm -hmm. in learning about song structure and how to count bars and... You know, I used to try to sample anything, yo. Like right. my first, my first like batch of beats was like from Queen to Marvin Gaye to just all kinds of music, man. Right. I, I used to like whenever I would go to someone's house and their parents had like a CD collection, like in in storage, I would fucking like You're looking through it. Just borrow hundred CDs. I'm like, yo, I promise I'll bring it. I, you know, I right, would ask right, some right. of my friends' parents, like, I'll bring it back to you. Don't worry about right, it. Right, right, right. And I would like burn a copy or like. You know, I would rip the songs onto my computer and then I used to just like, you know, chop them up or, you know, just try to like make something new out of it. So what's what's crazy is that you were part of a new era of production that was mainly CD based. Yeah, and exactly. that's kind of how people, I feel like us growing up, I feel like that's how we kind of had all our music was on CD. Yeah. So it's like we were the, the generation, the generation before us was the one that sampled off the vinyls and went crate digging and yeah. I know our generation still did that. Yeah, and it still but, do. Yeah. And still do. But the generation before us was all crate diggers. We're the CD generation or like the LimeWire and tape, yeah. download and you know even even tape a little even bit. Tape You're, a bit. Yeah, it wasn't. Although tape is a little bit more difficult to sample off of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like more you tedious, yeah. It, it, the sound quality wasn't yeah, the same. It, yeah, it's mono. It's right, right, right. Even, yeah. So it's like you can get a uh, sample off it, but it's not going to sound good. Yeah, and it's yeah. not that, uh, what is it, 44? 44.1. Uh, 44.1, 4. yeah. Right. So, so you, uh, you start sampling. When do you realize, I don't want to be a rapper as much as I want to be a producer? I just really enjoyed production, man. I used to like, I used to just love flipping samples, man, and just making, you know, something new out of it. Right. And uh, I just, like, I became obsessed with, like, even producers, like, like with the Neptunes, like, like Kanye, man. When I would, I would read through, like, CD, CD booklets, like the, 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 the linear the credits, notes. Yeah, the, right, 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 right. Um, I used to think his name was Kane West. And I'm like, yo, this, this guy Kane West, man, he's, he's like the best producer ever. Like, yeah. So when I would look through the, the blueprint, I'm like, oh, shit, he did H to the Izzo and Girls, Girls, Girls. And I'm, excuse me, a Girls with Girls remix. And uh, ain't no love and right. takeover. I'm like, yo, I. So I started like trying to study like producers, like the Neptunes, the Kanye, like like the RZA, uh, Alchemist, P Just Blaze. Those all the producers that were really big at that time. Timbo, obviously. So I would always try to like just listen. Like I I started dissecting music. I wasn't just listening to music on the surface. I was like really, like pointing out like, oh, that hi hat was used on. on that other Timbaland beat that he made, you know what I mean? So I started right. really like 
like researching and like observing or like we are the champions uh, at the time that Kanye produced for uh, the, the Rockefeller. I forget for what. I think it was a paid in full soundtrack. Right, like, right. I'm like, oh, that's Queen. I grew up listening to that song my whole life. So I would start like looking into like samples and who sampled this song. And I'm still like that to this day. Like I, I can't like, like oh, I can't. Re- who sampled the website is one of my favorite websites. I out. feel like who sampled was created by like me and my boy Eli. Like, <laughs> yeah, my boy yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that's how we yeah. are. Like I'll stop someone mid conversation. If like a song is playing to Acme, I'm like, oh, that was a. Uh, that was we are the uh, we are the champions by right, by, right, by right, Queen. Right. It's a song they sampled on. You know, like I'm still like that man. Or yeah. Like I forgot where I was at recently, and the, the Doors five to one play, and my girl was talking to me about something. I'm like, oh, that's a takeover sample by the Doors five to one. Yeah. And she don't give a fuck, but I'm like, I'm so interested in like I had to like get that out of my. So system. you still you still have that same like childish uh, interest in it, where like it brings you back to a to a time where like you're like. I used to try to sample everything. Yeah. When you hear something going on on the radio, yeah. you still go right back there. Yeah. I think you have to, man. Yeah. I think I think as a musician or like an artist, any facet, you have to have a childlike quality like to you or or that that sense of exploration. Right. Like it it has to be in you and that's going to like that's going to resonate in your music. Like for the people that really listen that immerse themselves in, into music, they'll hear that in your music, I feel like. Whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, whether it's whatever emotion you're putting in or whatever, like, separates you from the pack, people are going to love like you for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like what <laughs> the only reason why I looked at you crazy when you just said that was because I, I had, like, a, a light bulb go off in my mm-hmm. head. And I'm like, maybe that's why I'm not interested in music as much anymore. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, because, like, I talked about it on, on my podcast uh, a bunch of times, but... I got a DUI a couple of years ago, right? And in that, when I got the DUI, I was forced to like get my shit together, or I'm gonna go broke and I'm I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. I'm oh, gonna lose G- all my uh, shit. Yeah, I have a family member. Right, right. DUI it's it's terrible. Yeah. But yeah. when I got my DUI, I'm like, all right, you need to really get your shit together. Like, you need to mature. You need to grow the fuck up. Like, yeah. So I stopped making music for a bit, and then when I went back to music, I put out the album. But when I went back to music, I'm I'm in a different space where I'm like. I don't really get what I don't I'm not part of this anymore. Like I was I was looking around me and I'm seeing all these kids and like they're also like they're dope in their own way. But like yeah. I'm looking at them and I'm like, I don't really fit into this anymore. Yeah. And maybe that's because I'm trying so hard to mature that music or like the music that I love is kind of getting left behind with that immaturity that I'm trying to get rid of. You know yeah. what I mean? So when you said that, I'm like. No, that makes total sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I struggle with that too. It's like a you have this like sense of like abandonment. You feel like, fuck, man, like I dedicated all these years and time and like And for you what? You know what I'm saying? And the music that inspired me, that made me want to pursue this shit, it's like slowly fading away. It's gone. And it's, it's becoming gone. more about like just business. You know what I right. mean? And and that's the thing. When anything, especially now hip hop being the num the number one uh most streamed mu- uh, genre in the world right. or something like that. Like that's what happens, man. See, the issue with that is, I feel like they they popify everything, so they yeah, make and everything. it sucks. Or yeah. like, look at the uh, look at that uh that that tweet from uh, Zaytoven. I don't know if you came across that where he's pretty much talking like like. Now, then he said it was an intern or whatever, and I like Zaytoven. I think he's a dope producer. I yeah. think like him and Scott Storch, like on the pianos, are like you know elite. Like, yeah, elite. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's the best way to put it. And like, he he's saying now that it was an intern that tweeted it, but like. He's just speaking from a perspective of like 
just monetize, just money. Just money plays. Don't talk to me unless you got a hundred thousand followers. Like right, right. What the fuck is that, bro? See, like that shit is like to me, art is art. Yeah. Like so um I don't get it. So like I feel I feel like that is definitely a thing. And I feel like a lot of producers I actually when we did our three hour podcast last week that got deleted, I meant to ask you this. When people approach you to work on music, how much of that money factor does factor in or like are you willing to just hear them out and and be like like if they were to say to you listen bro i don't have money like that but i want you to hear my music now you listen to their music and their music is very fucking good like you are completely yeah. on board and then that's are you happened. working with them yeah that's happened like okay. i don't i don't have i don't ego trip man like i i i think we all have ego to a certain extent but i think like ego and like pride those are things that like I look at them like you got to use them as like a weapon. Like right. if you have to defend yourself. If someone's trying to like poke a hole at what you're doing or belittle you, that's when you like stick your chest out and you're like, all right. But like to have ego to the point where someone is like genuinely hitting me up and they want to collab and I fuck with their music, why would I turn that away? I just think that's pointless. But I've known people that, that have done that. Right. That are all about money, and which is cool. Like, yeah, I could whore myself and just fucking sell beats for $20 on on one of these like like beat selling sites, which right. I don't judge you if that's what you do, but I I sell beats as well, and I don't hit people over the head like I I lease beats maybe for like fifty bucks here and there, right? Because I get it, like we're all up and coming, and and fuck it, if you're you know looking to buy some beats, I have these beats that I will sell, and I have these beats that I have other plans or vision, you know, I have right, a vision right, right. for, and uh, I think sometimes we just look at things like just about about money, and art can't always just be about money, man. Like it can't. You know what I'm saying? Because if it, if it was like that, then you know, fucking Mur- Takashi Murakami will make the same fl- floral, you know, print painting every time. You right. know what I'm saying? I feel like we've because he knows that works. He knows yeah. that sells. I feel like we've reached the point where artists and producers, the musicians and and or not musicians, like I'll just say rappers and producers, mm-hmm. right? I feel like we've reached the point where they're no longer on the same page. And I don't know why, I don't know when that happened and I don't know why that happened, but like the artist, the the rapper and the producer used to be the team. Yeah. And you, and you need that. Yeah, I agree. You know, you need that to build the sound. You need that to, to kind of come up with something new. And when you lose that relationship, because the producer has kind of gone fully digital. So it's like fully online. Yeah. Right. And the rappers are still very in person, like trying to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't go to a, a show often and see a producer there. No, you don't. Right. And you'll you'll go to a show often and you'll see the rappers and like there's only rappers. So you're talking to all these rappers in a room and everyone you want to everyone wants to, to connect with each other. But what are we connecting about? Like how many collabs can you do with rappers? So the producers need to be part of that. Like what happened to the, the rapper bringing his producer with him on stage to be his DJ and bringing his pr- producer to the show yeah. just to, to vibe out there? And, like, I used to see that even when I was coming up. I would I would be an opener for all these different, like, uh, Moosh and Twist from uh, Philly. I don't know if you know about them. They were, like, on the come up, part of that, like, Mac Miller era of, like, yeah. you know, that weird, like, backpack yeah. slash... But it should be that way. But but they were they were, like a producer and uh rapper tag team yeah. they both rapped but like they they shared production as well yeah. and it was like it was dope to see like that relationship there's no more relationship between rappers there, and producers there isn't man and and i think that collaboration or that element of like i i'll just use the word trust i think it boils down to maybe trust or right. maybe again the, the word ego like there's a lot of ego i don't know if it's uh 
no, I'm at the forefront of this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're behind me. I don't know if it's that. I don't know what it is. But, like, it's important, man. All the the best projects across the board, any genre, come from a th- that chemistry of a producer right. and an artist, right? Like, Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre Eminem, yeah. Dr. Dre 50 Cent, yeah. Kanye West and Jay-Z, Kanye West and, and, and uh, fucking Common. Like, right. it's just Slum Village and Jay Dilla. The, Whatever you're into, whatever type of... That's another thing, too. Like, sub, uh, subgenres that fucking hurt hip-hop. Like, not hurt hip-hop in, in the extent hip-hop that... needs subgenres. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, the way people look at subgenres is what I meant to right, say. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, good music is good music, bro. Like, what is... That? Oh, that's backpack hip-hop. I like mainstream hip-hop. I like trap hip Yo, if it's good, it's good. Right, but and that's is, my whole thing. This like, is where I think that they should make subgenres because I no, fit. they're needed. I agree. Right, right, right. I'm just saying the way that people look at them. That's what I'm trying to absolutely. I'm trying to say like I think people need I've to look at people, them like they look at rock, though. I met people that that for example, I met artists that will only entertain you if you send them a trap beat. I met the opposite that only entertain you if you send them a. a underground type of beat right and i think it shouldn't be that way that's blocking your creativity man like see, i'm i'm weird old school with it where like does human nature sound like thriller it doesn't no. but they're both on the same album right right because right. they trusted their producer that's where i'm trying to get at yeah so that's why i feel like it hurts the way people look at it hurts the genre as a whole right you know what i'm saying it's 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 hip-hop it and and people look at it like oh no i, I won't mess with i won't collab with that artist because they make that type of hip hop. Yeah. That's some bullshit, yo. Yeah, yeah. See, I saw I saw this one person tweet. Um, they tweeted this beat that was like mad instrumental. There was like horns going on. Mm-hmm. There was everything. It was yo. To me, I heard this beat, and it was what was funny was the tweet was, see, this is what happens when I tell you guys to send me beats. And it was a trap artist, but it was like a instrumental, like musical beat. You know what I mean? But like to me, I was like, that beat is fire. That's but my like point. this artist was was like what you're saying. They were like, this is what happens when I ask you guys to send me beats, y'all send me bullshit. And I'm I just think, I, I think I saw it was a female artist, right? I think so. Yeah. But this is the thing. It's like it's it's like I don't know when the ear for just what sounds good was lost in translation. Like I feel like And that's where I'm trying to get at. Yeah, like, right. Yo, I love Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla is one of my favorite producers. Yeah. Riz is one of my favorite producers. But you mean to tell me that Metro Boomin don't got some fire, bro? Like, right. He got some hot ass beats. The bro. only thing I can say about a Metro Boomin is that that these these newer producers, and I don't know if this happened back in the day. It might have. We just might not have thought about it too deeply. But I feel like these new producers they fall into a sound, yeah. and they can't escape that sound. You know what I mean? No, I get it. And yeah. it's like like someone was telling me how Metro Boomin is gonna be the next Dr. Dre. And I nah. told him you're wilding because there's only one Dr. Dre and there used to be only one of each. Like there's only one Scott Storage. Yeah. He makes a specific sound that's good for him. There's only one Swiss Beats. There's mm-hmm. only one Kanye mm-hmm. West. It's like all these people could try to recreate, but there's only one Dilla. Like there's no... And mm-hmm. producers are supposed to have that vibe. But like nowadays, every producer is copy and paste. So you yeah. got every producer like... If Datamash wants to blow up, Datamash makes a Metro Boomin type beat and fucking maybe puts it on YouTube. That shit gets a million plays, and now all of a sudden, like people want Datamash beats. And it's like but, I talked to you recently about about um, like still leaning. I love the song, I love the beat, but right. I'm not gonna make twenty still leanings, bro. I'm not gonna let you box me in because I'm I'm versatile. You're right. Like I'll make still leaning and then I'll drop a project like Abyss. Yeah. Or I'll make some shit like uh, Clocks on uh, Freddie Stone's uh, right, album. Right, right, or right, right. I'll, I'll, like that's just how I am. Like. I work off mood. Yeah. I don't I, I, I hate the word genre 
in this like sense ex- example right, you know right, what i'm right. saying like because that shit just like people like you can't go into just making music thinking already like you said like like copy and paste like oh no i gotta make this for this type of nah man you're just blocking creativity yeah you know it's like imagine if van gogh was just he only had red and blue to paint with right you know what i'm saying and right. he didn't have yellow and green and white it'd be no starry night you yeah. know what i'm you know what i'm getting at see it's the so same. it's like if this is available to you why are we just boxing ourselves into just doing one thing it's it's weird that drives I, me crazy i feel like that has to do with the internet too and it's it's very strange because like even my my one artist he he comes through for like the first the first time i ever heard him and i've told this story before but i'm gonna tell it again the first time i ever heard my first artist was one of my boys showing me him i didn't know the kid right and I'm seeing this video, and I'm like, I don't think he has what it takes, man. Like, mm-hmm. just plain, plain honest. Mm-hmm. And then the kid comes through one time. Like, I, because I, I, I get in these these zones where I feel, I'll, I'll feel like I'm just doing too, like I'm being a fucking dick. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you know what? Just bring him through. So my boy brings him through, and I start to see a little bit potential. But when he first started coming through, he wasn't himself. He was a different art. Like, he was, he was every other artist in the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was trying to sing on tracks when he's not, he doesn't have the yeah. voice for it. He was trying to do this, trying to do that. And I'm like, yo, your voice sits good here. Your voice is good for this yeah. and that. Do that. And then I'm I'm teaching him how to, kind of teaching him how to rap. And I find his pocket. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like his pocket is individual to him. Mm-hmm. I don't make the music that he makes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, even, yeah. And now he has his own sound. So he comes through and he's making stuff that like, I'm not necessarily always into, but that's fine because there's songs that I have that he's not into. Yeah. And that's that's being an artist. Being mm-hmm. an artist is not making what everyone thinks is good. It's making what you think is good yeah, and exactly. kind of pu- putting it out for the world to kind of exactly. judge. You know, so Let I feel like... find you, right? Right, so. right, right. And I feel like the song that... Because he's from the South. The songs that maybe I don't understand as much mm-hmm. are because they're meant to be understood down yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? And And... There are certain songs that if he took my my shit down there and was playing it in South Carolina, yeah. maybe they're like, Yo, take that bullshit off, yeah. right? But if you played that in Jersey, it might be the one. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just yeah. wh- what I go what I'm meaning to say is that we all need individual sounds. And I feel like in this generation, rappers and producers are both copy and paste. Everyone is making the same exact fucking sound. Yeah. And is it kills music it kills creativity it kills music and it kills the imagination and it kills the fucking inspiration to be both you know what i mean i went to a studio bro and they were literally literally googling like producer name type beats and just ripping them off youtube there's four producers in the room i have a young i'm i'm i get offended by that yeah i'm like yo like that's artistry to you like i don't right you know what i'm saying i get art is subjective yada yada but like i just I find again, like I'm very into like the the aesthetic, bro. Like the the product. Like right. I'm so offended, like in seeing that, that like I I tweeted that recently. Like yo, like I find studios to be kind of pointless to yeah. an extent because a lot of it's so pretentious. And so you could be like, you pull out your phone and say, yo, I'm in the stool right now, but y'all not y'all not even working. Y'all like fucking <laughs> sipping lean or doing some bullshit like. I don't you know get that I, shit. What I don't understand is the drugs that these people be doing are like, drugs to put you to sleep. Like the dudes I, that I just that don't roll, get that shit, dudes man. will roll four blunts and be asked out on the couch at the studio. They'll, they'll sip two cups of lean and then they're asked out on the couch at the studio. It's like, yo, you could have done that at your crib, dog. Like you came here to fucking pass out. Like you came to the studio yeah. so you could fall asleep. That's and, I, and I get it. Studios waste of like, fucking money. 
Like, if it's your own studio... That's like, different. That's different. Vibe out, bro. Right. Like, I get it. Creativity is not always going to strike. Right, like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get that. You might have an off day. Maybe some shit happened to you in the day, earlier in the day, and you could just vibe out and chill. But if you're paying for that, yo, or, like, you're paying an engineer, like, yo, like, respect, like, the craft, bro. Like, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, and there's just this lack of, like, I don't know, of, like, importance when it comes to the actual product. A right. lot of it's just, like, you only care about... Cause that's the thing, right? People only see like the end result. They only see the story like at at its peak, right? Where it's right. at, right? They only see the cars, the jewelry, the money. They don't really care so much about like the beginning, like the the not having money to eat and like the struggle. Well, I don't know if they're experiencing that as much. You know anymore. what I'm saying? Because yeah. now, because now we live on on social media, we right. only show like right. the. The end you show result. the glamour, the yeah, glamour. Exactly. yeah. You show the glamour, and you don't show what happened before that. That's why, yo. I did a photo shoot with with my camera guy, and I tell him, he's like, you got different outfits? And I was like, for what? He's like, what do you mean? Like, we're doing a photo shoot. I said, I'm going to wear basketball shorts and a T-shirt. Want to know why? Because this is how I dress. And I'm going to dress like this because when I go out, I'm going to wear the same shit. It's never going to be different. Like, you're never going to catch me rocking fucking Balmain and trying to rock Gucci and rock all this shit because that's not me, dog. Like, I'm I'm just not that guy. So I'm not going to go to a photo shoot and be dressed a way where now you see me on the street and you're expecting me to look like that, but I look like this. You know what I'm saying? And everything now is a facade. Every rapper is a facade. Every producer is a facade. And I'm an an advocate of just being yourself, but like... And that's the thing, like, where do we take this turn where everyone is just like, yo, like, I have to just be this, like, some, like something I'm not. Like, you know you know what I find hilarious? Like, like when I see people post pictures of, like, their outfits and they'll tag, like, Gucci, like, on their belt, like, Balmain. Yeah, like, yeah, they'll yeah, tag yeah. these fashion houses, yeah. like, whatever. Like, Supreme, they give a fuck. Like, yo, shut the fuck up. Like, right. I, what? I don't get that. Like, I just don't understand that shit. Like... And then a lot of them still live at home. Like, so you're telling me you're That's this baller, issue. right? Like, you're this baller that like you drive foreigns and this and that. Yo, you you still live at, but at that, your mama's see, crib. See, that's like, the change, issue, though. Change, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that might sound like the old head thing to nah, say. No, 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 no. But like, I know there's some shit in your life that you could be rapping about or, or or telling a different story that maybe, maybe your music will live past like a year or yeah, six months. Right. Because you have, I guarantee you there's something you can share with us or, or rap up or like let us into your world. Like, I I hate a lot of, and I hate that word hate. I really don't, I told you that yeah, the yeah. last time. I really dislike, right, a lot of this like surface-based music, man. Like, because more than ever, we live in, 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 in like this external world where everyone's just showing you like the, the glitz and the glamour and right. like, like you said, a facade. And I think that ultimately like, like, like hurt, like hurts us, man. It hurts hip hop. Because this is a genre that we're that we're in right. for the most part, right? But, like, there's really no one peeling off their layers and just inviting you into the world, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll bring up, like, and you telling me that about wearing your office, like, and the way you want to dress. That reminds me of, like, Eminem. Eminem was out here, like, showing you the fucking gray hoodie and the Nike beanie and telling you as fucked up as these stories were. Like, he got songs talking about killing his wife and, right. and his mom. But yo, like he's just rapping his truth. He's putting out his demons in his songs. Love him or hate him, like we need more of that, man. Right. We really do. It I can't agree. just be about like this fucking turn up era that we're in, yo. It's like to me, this shit feels like like the cocaine eighties, like the eighties, bro. Right. Like everyone just wants to party, 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 do coke, do coke, and then some shit like out of left field, like AIDS comes around and just <laughs> right, makes right. everyone Sweeps, refocus. Sw- you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like it's funny. 
Like, and now, I, I, not to cut you no, off, no, and no. now what's going on is like, like our wake up call now is like the, the Xanax, right? Like right. The, the, the opioids, right? Right, like, right, right. And that's our wake up call. So maybe now things might start shifting. Well, you know and what? And it sucks that it has to be that way because we're in the, we're in like the in La La Land. You I know? think, I think, and this is going to be a, a weird take, and, and I think a lot of people are not going to like this because it's, it's against what most people think. But, but, but okay, that's one uh, thing I, I agree I, with Kanye. Like, I hate conventional, I, I highly dislike, excuse me, conventional right. thinking, yo. I, I don't think God made us all, or whatever you believe I'm in, not, and that's why we're all born listen, different, we all look different. Right, right, right. So why do we all want to be like sheep and think the same of way? Of course. If you I never listen, understood this that. This is the thing, if you listen to my podcast on a weekly basis, like or or whenever we put out, uh, I do another podcast called Just Some Average Guys Podcast, and on there it's just, it's as open and fucking, I don't care about politically mm-hmm. correct. Obviously not to a degree where I'm just being degrading. And, and No, yeah, of but, course. But I will always be open with the way that I speak and how I feel about the whole Xanax thing and how I feel about, yo, there's a, a real thing called survival of the fittest. Yeah. That's a real thing. And yeah. some people are fucking weak at mind. Some people are weak at heart. And, dog, it sucks to say, but some of those people are going to die because of the shit that they're putting in their body. And they should have known better. And I understand that that's, that's rough to deal with. But, like, yo, the thing is, a lot of these kids, bro, that, like we said before, people are, are hustling depression. People, yeah, and they're so, hustling. They're hu- they're they're hustling addiction too. Right, it. right, right. That's the thing. So, and if so you know a real addict, that's not some shit to even like. People that take Xans for, for real, for real, they, they're not doing exactly. it for fun. So, exactly. So, this is the thing. When you're doing it for fun, if you feel the repercussions of that shit, like I can't feel bad for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you were smoking crack because you wanted to smoke crack, I can't feel bad for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think what really needs to happen is a lot of these people need to just die. Like and and that's that, that's why I said like it's gonna be a take that a lot of people probably aren't gonna agree yeah, with. Yeah. But I think in situations like this, I feel like shit needs to happen to to people for people to see this is real. And it sucks that that's it how sucks humans that that's, are. We're conditioned, right, to be right, that right. Way. We're conditioned to to yeah. just watch shit and kind of like push it to the limit, push it to the limit. Yeah, and then, then when someone then dies, you fall off back, it, you're like, oh shit, oh shit, this kills people. And that's what I, that's why I brought up that that analogy from the '80s because right. it, it's kind of what it reminds me of. It's right? the same thing. Like there's still great music coming out now, right? I'm not gonna be a, a Debbie Downer and say all music is bad, right? Like I'm not gonna do that. Like same thing with the '80s. A lot of great music, but. I think humans in general, like we learn from reality checks, right? Right from Absolutely. from our experiences or others' experiences, and I think in general, like that's just detrimental, especially as an artist, as a creative. Like yo, like imagine if, and you could put, you could take it across the board, man. Like imagine if Supreme just dropped the same red box logo T-shirt. You think they would eventually survive? I mean, they'll do it from time to time. They'll switch yeah. it up colors, but they have other right. That's why they have a lineup. They have right. different things. Per like you know season or whatever the case is right or annually well they do they do their collections every like season right or fall winter and they do like summer spring but like why do, and you know this from like the like the local level right of artists why does everyone want to sound the same yo or majority of people want to sound the same and you've been in studios I've been in studios where yeah. you play music and you shouldn't have to feel like as a producer and artist like damn man I'm gonna just play to the crowd. Right, I'm just gonna play a song that I think these people are like, cause I'm sure that's happened to you. That's happened to me. hundred percent. And we're not. I'm not a jukebox, bro. Like yeah. I'm not like a DJ where you come up and you put a song request. I shouldn't feel that way. And, nah. and I'll admit that there's times where I felt that way. I'm like, damn, yo, cause we're so stuck on like, 
We just like what we, what we like, what we hear all the time. That's right. what we want to hear. Right, right, right. You know what I'm but saying? But the thing is, I think I think enough musicians need to just admit this. We make music for ourselves for the most part. We do. And and I don't I'm kind of getting out of the realm of making music and to I try to, to try to impress people. And, and it's that's like what we were talking about, right? About, about like self-awareness, right? Right. It's also we put ourselves in the wrong environment, bro. And I'll be I'll be honest about that. A lot of times I'll put myself because there might you you might feel there's an opportunity or you might feel like yo this is these are the steps I got to take like yeah. I'm on the grind yeah, you know that yeah, shit people yeah. say yo but we talked about this the last interview that that we lost <laughs> <laughs> um whether you admit it or not bro and I'm self aware and I'm honest bro right. like I wear my fucking scars yo mm-hmm. like you do shit out of desperation sometimes Absolutely. to make it that only Bites you in the ass and it only See, hurts that's you. That's why the I'm end. so happy that I'm past that because yeah, yo, and I've done that. I've been I put myself in environments and I'm like, yo, fuck it, yo, I gotta eat shit. Like right, I'm on right, the come right. up, but yo, like that's such a waste of time because mm-hmm. you're dealing either with people that don't give a fuck about you or they only like you for that one thing. So when you play them anything else, they don't give a fuck. See, and that's that's the thing that that a lot of artists need to. I think they need to go through just to get to a point where they understand that, like we're saying, we're we're at a point where we're self aware now, but we're also at a point where we've been in we've been doing this for fucking over ten years. Yeah. So it's like it's easy for us to understand. No, yeah. and it's easy I for us that. to go through. But like, I feel like every person needs to go through the point of of doing the showcases and doing all the bullshit because I yeah. see so many artists do this and. Although I tell people all the time, like, yo, that's bullshit. And then I'll see pictures of them. They went through with it. Yeah. And they had to learn on their own. But I hate having a, like, I hate when I tell somebody this is what you shouldn't be doing. And then I see them doing it. But I get it. You know what I mean? Because if if I was their age and if I was going through the same mm-hmm. shit, I might have probably been like, he don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Who's mm-hmm. that dude? Like, he's, he's way older than me. He's not even on. So what yeah, the fuck yeah. is he talking about? But the thing is, I'm not telling you that because... It's good for my fucking health. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that because I've done the same shit as you. You know what I mean? I've been in those situations. So I'm telling you that so you don't have to go in the same situation. All them showcases that these kids do where it's like, yo, give us $300 and, and you get to Say perform it. two songs. <laughs> Dog, get the fuck out of my face of with time, that. Man. Get out of my face with that. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of money 100%. Like, like yo, these You're kids. being pimped, bro. Everyone's being pimped. Yeah. And this whole game is just pimping. It's just pimps and hoes. Yeah. That's all it is. It- and and in order to to get ahead and be not be a pimp but be on the same level as a pimp, you have to fucking understand the business and you have to put yourself on the other side yeah. of things. And a lot of people hate you for that. Like when I'm when I'm trying to navigate and I'm trying to get into that realm where I'm I'm becoming the the business mind and I'm I'm not so much doing the rap shit anymore. Yeah. People are starting to hate on me or or people are starting to feel like I'm switching on them Man. because they're in in their head they're like. Oh, he thinks he's better than everyone. That's not the point. Like, like, yo, the thing is, if you're friends with me and I learn some shit and and it's beneficial for me and you, I'll bring you into that. Like every person, data mash, you are a producer that I fuck with and and on a personal level, mm-hmm. I'm like I like you as a person. Man, appreciate if it. there's anything that that I learn in this game that you need help with or that that you need maybe guidance on. If if you hit me up with a question, either I'm gonna give you the answer or I'm gonna find someone that yeah. can answer it for you. And likewise, man. And that's some some shit that we need to do. But like people need to stop feeling, and that's ego too. But like people need to stop feeling like like yo, he's trying to get one up on me. And it's crippling, yo. Right. That, that's the point I'm trying to make. Like right. most most people, whether they say it or not, they think that way. A hundred percent. And again, it's like it's maybe it's our environments we grow up in, or like 
And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, like, hip-hop's like wrestling, right? It, it started in the streets, so it's always that mentality of, like, oh, he's trying to fuck me over. Yeah, but it's not... But, and and business is is, is taboo in, in music. Right. right, it's a dirty word. Right, right, right. right. The artist is always gonna like fight for the artist, right? So we there's a disconnect between a hundred percent. The business is needed, right? Because right. who wouldn't want to make a living off of off of their passion, right? Off of something they love, off of music, right? I think the the, the issue is that a lot of times in desperation, I'm gonna use that word again. People end up like just like blatantly trying to fuck people over, bro. And I read a quote once, right? Like uh, it was in, in actually a Kanye book, uh, Thank You and You're Welcome, one of mini books uh -huh, yeah, yeah. that I got at the at the Glow in the Dark concert like right. years ago, right? right? And one of the quotes was, and they always stuck with me, right? Like, get used to getting used. If you can't be used, you're useless. Right. Right? It's wrong to abuse, misuse, or overuse someone. And I'm like, oh, shit, that makes perfect sense. Right. Right? I get it. If an artist hits me up, yes, you, you're using me for my talents. And vice versa, if I hit you up, right? But you shouldn't over misuse someone it's or all freelance. abuse or it's overuse. A, right. Exactly. And it should be like an unwritten rule. Like, yo, like, one hand wash the other. You know? 100%. Like, I always look at it that way. Like, 100%. you give me a look. I got you for life because I'm I'm loyal to the soul. Like that's that's my personality. Bro, the same way. And a lot of times when you do things for free, quote unquote, freelancing, it comes with an expectation, man. Whether you want to admit it or not, right? Yeah. So it's like me and you, right? We connected. We just started talking on, on whatever, like on on Twitter, Twitter I think it right. was, and we connected through right. music. But see that that that's that was genuine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it should be that way. And that's don't why waste time. Don't, right. 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 Don't, don't use them or misuse someone. I mean, and that's that. why yo, just to pimp or just to be sneaky or the be first time, like the first time you came over, we didn't do anything but talk. Yeah, we didn't do anything but talk. We didn't work yeah, on yeah. music. We didn't do anything but talk. Yeah. But I appreciated that more than if we were to sit down and make a record because yeah. it felt natural and it needs to be like that. Yo, the thing is, everyone's doing shit from a stance of all right. It is the the using mentality, but it's mm -hmm. it's from a stance of all right, this dude's got to do something for me, and then I'm gonna get the fuck out of here right after. Yo, and that's and, not how it works, dog. Like, bro, and that shit feels like like a, <laughs> that shit feels like a one night stand. It like, does. It like does. Money on the dresser, like bro, but like, like but like a if, bitch, if, a if bitch doing it, it to you, like yeah. like a chick like fucking like, you and be like, and, all right, I'm and out. And that's like, the thing, like, and, and you know who's doing like, yo, especially when you've been making music for a while, you're a little seasoned, like you know, yo, my man, like you don't fuck with my music, period. You just right. fuck with one thing. And cool, like I get it, but if if it's business, bro, pay me. Like that's fine. Like I've done that. I've so I've sold beats. There's really no connection like that. Like music wise, you just want to buy a beat, cool. But I'm I'm one of those dudes, bro. Like if you look me out, bro, I'm 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 not trying to like sell myself. No, right no, now I hear shit. you. Like I'm loyal, bro. Like I just that's how I was raised. You know what I'm saying? My loyalty can only be broken when somebody is abusing or taking for granted the things that I do for them. And that's and that's yeah. that's what I run into a lot with music is like I record people for free. I do that. Like yeah. I'll mix people's records for free. I'll do shit for free because yo, I'm the same way where I'm yeah. just loyal to I'm loyal to the people that yeah. I'm around. So it's like it's shit like that. Like like that person knows, yo, Diggy makes that song or produce like he shouldn't ask you like, yo, when the time comes, give that man his credit. Right. You know, it's, those are certain things where I like I I don't give people a password. Like, I'll admit that shit. I'm the same Especially way. Especially when working for free. Like, yo, my man, like, if I produce that, bro, I might be, I might be one play away from getting on, which in turn, I promise you, I will help you out. Right. Any way that I could. Right. So I always looked at it like that. Like, it's something that's 100%. like unwritten. You know I, what I'm I saying? I don't so like. So I don't like, if you buy a beat, fuck it. Like, that's if you different. bought an exclusive, do what the fuck you want right. as business. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But I've always felt like that's an unwritten rule. And again, there's a lot of ego when it comes to that. Like a lot of people, it's just like, yo, it's about me. 
It's it's only about me. And I don't get that shit. These rappers need to go through a point where they rise up and then fall. Yeah. Because that's the only time when you recognize. Yeah. You know, when I was signed, you couldn't tell me shit. Like, I didn't think anything of... I, I always love producers because producers... Yeah. I, I grew up wishing I was a producer. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when I got signed the first time, I was on such a high that I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, I'm about yeah. to be it, the one, you know? Yeah. But then you you fall down and you start to recognize, and it takes you time to recognize, like, yeah. yo, you ain't shit, and neither are they. You know what and, I mean? And like the producer, you see the producers, and more than ever now is like, like beyond disrespected. Like it's right. at the bottom. It's like, but that's because yo, when you put all right, so you can't if if a prostitute is walking down the street, mm-hmm. and I call her a fucking hoe, like she's yeah. walking down the street and she goes to grab me or something, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you hoe. You can't get mad at me for calling her a hoe because she put herself in that situation. And I'm not I saying agree. that That's a good I'm analogy. not and I, yeah. I'm not saying that all producers do this because a lot yeah, of them don't. They don't a lot of, but producers hold in their art. Right, right. And a lot of producers hold themselves out and I'm not and this is the thing. Yo, production is actually this analogy could actually keep going because it's funny like a producer should get into a relationship rather mm-hmm. than slutting around and and being that hoe. A producer should get into a fucking relationship and settle down with that one person because that one person and them can create that sound I, like I we agree. talked about. Yeah. Now, when that producer sluts himself or, or herself and they go out there and they're giving beats I to agree. everyone, they lose it. You know what and I it's, mean? It's a conversation we had the last time. Like, I that's the difference between a beat maker and a producer to me, right? Right. I rather much produce. I rather sit with an artist and build with them, like 100%. like Freddie, with um, you know my boy 19808 with Schwiggy. Like that's why to this day, like I'm able to collab with them. Right. Because it works. But there's a certain, and that takes time too, man. Like, there's a certain chemistry that it takes, like, you know, trust being right. the key element. Right, right, right. Like, and it's just hearing each other out. Like, yo, like, when you send it, uh, uh, we talked about this the last time too, actually. When you email a beat, obviously, if you're in California and I fuck with your music, I can't go to the studio, or drive so, yeah, to you it. Can't physically so I got to email you right, a beat right. or vice versa. I, I, Rather not do that though. I don't right. really like emailing beats because it's, it's disingenuous. And- exactly, and like I, I told you the last time, right? Like that person might play that beat. You don't know wh- what happened that day. Right. They might have just played that beat and they spilled a cup of coffee on them, and they're not even paying attention, or they're right, in a bad right, mood. Right. They're not even like. So it it has to do a lot about time. At least when you're in a studio or in an, or not in, in in I don't know in a home studio or, or playing it in a car with someone, you're able to see the reactions. Or they might give you some input and say, "Yo, I fuck with this beat, but maybe you should speed it up." Right. You know what I'm saying? Yo, or you should slow it down. Producers also need to recognize that, yo, back in the day, people would have a, a tape or a fucking a CD with 30 beats on it, yeah. 50 beats and on it, it. And they would play, but they would play that yeah. and, and cycle through it for an artist. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you have producers that have 10 beats and they play those 10 beats. If I don't fuck, bro, I've been on, on if I've been on sites that have 100 beats mm-hmm. and it'll be a buy one, get one free producer, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm cool with that because at this point, yo, it's business, you know what I mean? Like, if I can get a buy one, get one free, I'm going to get a buy one, get one free. You know what I mean? As the rapper. So, if I'm on one of them sites, yo, there's times where I, I like the one and I wanted to buy that one. And now I'm looking yeah, for the free one and there's 100 beats and I'm like, all 100 of these are trash. Yeah, yeah. All 100. Like, I couldn't find one that I really fucked with. That, yeah, that would have yeah. been my free beat. Like, I'd rather just pay for the one. You know what I mean? It sucks. But there's producers like that. So, it's like, yo, you can't, you can't have 10 beats just like a rapper can't have 10 songs and expect to blow up. As a yeah. producer, you have to have that catalog. Yeah. You have to. 
Because, yo, producers get so stuck in this new fucking generation where everyone blows up overnight or they think. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so they get they get caught up when, when they produce 10 tracks and they have 10 tracks up on BeatStars or 10 tracks up on Track Train and they're like, yo, I, only, I have these 10 tracks up but no one's purchasing. Like, where's the next 10? Yeah, Where's yeah. the fucking 30 tracks? Where's the 40 tracks? Like, why Why are you stopping at 10? Because you're just cutting off your progression. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I get that. And, and I think that producers need to understand that. I think that rappers need to understand that. I know for a fact that my artists, when we put out an album, I know it was a reality check right off the bat because we put it together, we put together this great project. And listening to it straight through, I was proud of, of, of making this project with him. But he's younger, and he doesn't really understand the mindset. Yeah. So... His album drops, and <laughs> I know he wakes going. up. He wakes up the next day, and he's in the same house. Yeah, man. Living the same it's life. A high, and then you get that punch in the gut, like well, right? Because you yeah. think you think, yo, I dropped my album. Everyone hears it. Now we're huge. That's not how it fucking works. Nah, it's just not. You know what I mean? You got to shoot the internet because there's a thousand, a, a million. Oh, other there's people millions of people that are that, trying yeah. to be just like you. Yeah. So it's like, yo, and I I try to stress this point to yeah. to rappers and producers. Yo, this is the NBA. This is the fucking NBA. Yeah. Yo, there might be... How many good basketball players have you seen in your lifetime that did not go to the NBA? Yeah. Yo, it doesn't matter... Well, Jadakiss said it, right? What? Up north, there's, there's a dude better in Jordan who didn't get that break. Like, right, 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 right. So. And and that's the thing. Like People forget that this is a sport like the, like, yeah. like the National Basketball Association. And you can't expect... like Just because you're a rapper doesn't mean you're ever going to get signed. And everyone... Yo, this is my year. This is my year. Yeah. Next year, this is my year. Yo, it's never your and fucking that year. That word, man. Expectations, man. One hundred percent. But, yeah. but, and that's that's why I want to release myself from all that. Like I think, and I, I was telling you, yeah, yeah. yo, release yourself from all that because no, once right. you release yourself, you become so much you're more right, comfortable man. making your fucking craft and you're doing right. what you're good at. Stop trying to impress people or stop. Yo, you could be in a room with a hundred herbs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you playing your songs and there's a hundred yeah. herbs in the room and fucking they don't they don't like oh, it. They but don't get it, yeah. But that don't mean shit. Like yeah. like yo some. Sometimes you are the smartest person in the fucking room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you you know more than the yeah. next person. And and our because we're humble, we sit in a room like that and when no one's fucking with our shit, we get down on ourselves because we're like, "Damn, dog, like I just played 10 songs. They don't fuck with anything." Little do I know, these people listen to fucking Lil Yachty. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to like my records. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to like yeah. a record by me because I'm talking about shit on my tracks. Yeah. And there's they and like it, that meaningless shit that you play in the background. And that's a th- and again, it's like if you're not in the right environment, man, and I think most producers and artists, I think we're we do that often, right? Cuz we we end up just we go for the low-hanging fruit, right? right. So if you're in fucking Bergen County, you're like, all right, I'm going to go to the studio everyone goes to in Bergen County. But that might not be the place for you, man. That's not the place. And that's something that, that self-awareness takes a, a while, man, to really develop it. Like, I personally like being with artists like like Freddie, like Shambhala, like Nice Food. Um, right. You know, my boy, 19 away. Like, those are people that we get each other. Right, right, right. You know, like, we do. And you hear do, it, though. You whether hear it's it trap, you see, like, trap, whatever it is, we just get each other. Because yeah. it, it, it's a certain level of trust, like... You know what I'm saying? And we could give each other feedback. Right. You know, and I know everyone's busy and it's hard to get together more often. But even outside of that, like, it's sometimes like as a producer, maybe like it's something I'm learning. Like, it's just better to take my time with that. Take my time, search. Like, maybe I'll come across an artist that I vibe with and I could reach out and then build something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh yeah, man. A lot of it has to do with patience, man. Because that's the other part, right? Like, you see everything moving around you. Right. Even if you try to break away from the expectation, 
you start because we're always watching, man. Again, like our phones are always in our hands. We're always watching. So you're always feeling like, damn, man, I'm falling behind. I'm falling behind. But, you know, timing is everything, man. And patience. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, speaking of that, like 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 feeling deflated when you drop something or or play some music right, and people right, don't right. react to it. I just saw this clip of Jay-Z from like 97, 98. And I always knew the story of Jay-Z, like no one wanting to sign him. So he right. would literally go up to DJs and pay him like five racks and like a brown paper bag to play his music and shit. And eventually he started his own record label with Dame Dash and right, right. You know, money he made off the street and shit. But he said that like, yo, no one wanted to sign me. Like people said I wasn't good. Like his his voice, they hated his voice. They hated what he was rapping about, his flow, like... And he's fucking Jay-Z now. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Like, we only, going back to that, we only see the end result, right? Right. We don't, like, for some reason, we compare ourselves just to the the people that are at the top, the Drakes, the Kendrick, the Cole. But we forget that Kendrick, you know, uh, Overly Dedicated came out in 2010. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And some people recognize that genius from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I've, I've been vouching for Kendrick since I heard Section 80 in 2011. And a lot of people I look at me crazy, song. like, nah, Kendrick's not. And look at and Damn was finally like the one that made everyone like realize, like, all right, this there guy. There was this song. This there guy's was, at, Right, right. There yeah. was this song um, by a dude named Lil Fat, and it had J Rock and K Dot on it. And this song came That's out, crazy. I think, in 2007. Mm hmm. And I remember it was on like one of those undergroundhiphop.com mm -hmm. or fucking one of the hip hop VX. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And I remember listening to the song. And I remember hearing Kendrick. And I remember hearing that fucking cartoonish voice. And I was like, who the fuck is that? He was you know, shining through. He shined through everyone. Yeah. But like, yo, I heard it and I always kept up with him. Whether it was a freestyle, whether it was this, whether it was that. I always kept up with him. But I, it's, it's sad, but it's good to see the artist that you know is a star mm -hmm. become a star because then everyone gets on the, the wave and then you're like, yeah. damn, yeah, I kind of, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and like, I have my hipster moment. Yeah, like, yo, yeah, I told yeah. you. Yeah, like or, like, or I'm just like, nah, I don't but, fuck with it anymore because all you guys fuck with it. You know what I mean? I caught on to Kendrick, I guess, kind of late. Like, my boy Sean, like, in my first apartment, like, he's like, yo, you got to listen to this dude Kendrick because I know the, the, the music you like, you're going to fuck with him. Right. I'm like, all right. And this, he's like, this track is produced by J. Cole, too. And he played High Power. Yeah, right. yeah, I played that shit back four times in a row. So I'm like, good. I'm like, yo, who the fuck is it? And he was talking about things that that I was like raised on, like Malcolm X and right, like, right, right, and things that I I always found interesting. So I'm like, yo, this dude is just different, man. Right. Like, and then from there, I just became like, you know, then Good Kid, Matt, uh, Matt City dropped like a year later, bro. And I remember I was celebrating my birthday and like and we were having a house party. And my boy uh, Steve played it. Like, yo, I know you fuck with Kendrick, like. Yo, his album just came out. It's just like he, he, I think it leaked or something like right. a, a week before it came out or something. He's like, yo, you got to listen to this shit. But I'm over here drinking and like, like we're in the middle of a party. So I didn't really like sit down with it and like listen to it. And then like a couple of days later, I had to drive to PA. Yo, and I listened to that album the whole way there. And I'm like, and I didn't want to be a prisoner of the moment. But I'm like, yo, this is a fucking classic. Like, yeah. Like, I knew I I was listening to a classic, y'all. Like I just knew it. I'm like I didn't find myself skipping anything. It, the stories, the beats, like everything. Like I, first of all, I'm a sucker for like conceptual albums. Like I right, love concept right, right. albums. I love albums that tell tell a story. And I was just like, yo, this guy right here is just gonna be like, he's gonna be like the next, you know, not even rapper, like artist, like best artist. Right, out, right, like. right. 
And I just I saw that. Like he I, just he just has his own wave, and yeah. and he's like what we're talking about, where where you find your own sound and you and put it conviction. out there. Like he never strayed away. He was right. he had that conviction. And it, but the thing is, like if you listen to his early mixtapes, like Kendrick was trying to sound like Wayne. Yeah, and Kendrick was and trying to say, sound like this that. person. Right, right, right. And the thing is, yo. That's how you find your sound. You toy with different sounds. But, yeah. like, once you find your sound, put that sound out and fucking stick with it. Because, yo, Freddie Stone, super dope. Never never did he stray away from what he sounds like. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the people that, that work with nice foods, like, like they stuck with the sound and yeah. they fucking rolled with it. And whether people were telling them, oh, I'm not with this whole boom bap shit. Or or whatever, it yeah. eventually molded itself into like like yo find your sound perfect that sound mm-hmm. rather than find the sound and that sound and that sound and that sound because that's where I am like I'm a chameleon I fucking jump on every record and I'm some days mm-hmm. I'm feeling this and some days I'm mm-hmm. feeling that and that's cool but I'm I'm more of a songwriter then yeah I'm yeah. not a rapper like an artist is an artist I've never felt like an artist because. I don't have that artistic bone in me. Like, yeah. I see certain producers yeah. and I see certain rappers and I admire them. I'm like, these dudes like have it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I've never had it. Like, I'm the type where I have to work 10 times harder than you just to be as good as you. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. And there's some people that they pick some shit up. Like, yeah. and just like, like, for instance, my boy, again, my boy Hans Durkel, he picks up drumsticks and he could just play the drums then he picks up a trumpet he could play the fucking trumpet and there's some people that are just so naturally fucking talented at everything and i look at them and i'm like i wish i had half of what you have in you but the thing is when you have that talent you don't have the drive yeah a lot of the time a lot of the time you're like dog i could do this whenever the fuck i want because i'm that good right but me i'm sitting there scheming in the background because i'm like i'm like look i'm not as good as you but I'm going to practice every day for the next 10 fucking years and watch how good I get. Watch how much better than you I get. And that's how I feel like producers and rappers need to be. Shut the fuck up. Stop posting everything that you do online. Mm-hmm. Work on your craft. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you did one freestyle. Don't mean release it. Like, yeah. like, yo, you did that one freestyle. It was bad, right? That doesn't mean you're a bad rapper. It means that you're not ready yet, you know? So how do you feel about like a, like, like a Drake that could step into different like realms and like he could do like Afrobeat, he could do like rap right. singing i think drake's a really complete artist and so i you think, think that i think that that's fine he's I the think exception that, well i think that when you're so good at something that you can do it yeah and sound good if drake like for instance tyga just put out a singing album right nah man. shit was garbage yeah I'm and and if tyga put out that singing album and it was really fucking good and then okay, yeah. I'm rocking with it. But like when you put out something yeah. and it's bad, so that's, that's what we different. talked about. Like good music is good music. Exactly. And that's Drake Drake puts out good music, whether you fucking hate him or love him. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of hipster people fucking hate Drake because he's like, like he's the opposite of MF Doom. You know what I mean, yeah, like, yeah. but I get it. But it's like it's like you could hate him, but at the same time, like his music. I I, I made a video on Instagram. Goes back to the subgenre talk that I'm that like I'm when we were talking about subgenres is that it's like the fans a lot of times like. They're so divisive. Like, right, right, right. Like, shut the fuck up. If something is good, yo, it's and good, that's, yo. That's the embarrassing part is, like, you're sitting there not, like, you could be I sitting there M- by your... I, there's, I love... I love MF Doom, I, but I also yeah. like Drake a lot. Like, like there's people that'll be sitting there nodding their head to a Drake track, and then they want to, like, hate on him while they're nodding their head. Like, nah, he's fucking trash. He's trash. And you just yeah. look like you got Tourette's, dog, because it's like, yeah. it's like, yo, you, you just like it. Like, just be all right with that. Just like I'm all right with any other artist. If an artist puts out a song that sounds good, 
I'm cool with it. Everybody's on the the I Hate Tiger train right now. He put out that singing album, Trash. Then he put out a record called Taste, and he put out this other record called uh, Swish. Mm -hmm. They're both strip club tiger music, which is his cup of tea. That's where he sits, right? Yeah. Those songs are fucking good, so I like them. Like, I don't have that bone where, all right, Tiger put out a trash album. Now I don't fuck with Tiger. All right, on to the next artist. Eminem's trash, so I'm not going to listen to early Eminem because yeah. his new shit is trash. Like, like Nah. I just never go gave back up on Cudi. Right? I'm a huge Kid Cudi fan. So people are like, oh, no, Speeding Bullet to Heaven is trash. Wizard, I like WZRD. Speeding Bullet to Heaven, I didn't like every song. There's a lot of songs I didn't like, but I did find some gems in there. Right. But that's the thing. Like, if you're a fan, you're a fan. You right. know what I'm saying? Like... Not everything's going to be gold. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't like Blueprint 3. I don't go back to that album. Blueprint 1 is a fucking classic. classic. You know, I didn't like uh, Mag Magna Carta, Holy Grail. I love 444. Like, but even Magna Carta, like, there's there's those yeah. cuts. Like, yeah. um, what's the... He has one track on there. Is it called Beach? Some, there's one track on there mm -hmm. that goes. Like, I was in New York one time, and there was this, like, basement party at, at whatever fucking club it was. But... That track played, and when you were in that environment, you're like, oh, you know what I mean? You mm -hmm. get it. Like, also, certain songs are not meant for certain environments. Like, yeah. yo, you playing certain songs on fucking Apple, uh, fucking those, those little AirPods or whatever, nah. and that's not the way nah. to go. You know what I mean? Like, certain songs are meant to be played on a system. Certain songs are meant to be played here. I particularly make my music for systems. Mm -hmm. When I'm listening to my, my beats before I get on the beat, I'm making sure the bass is right. Because that's the type of music I've always enjoyed. I always enjoyed having the fucking music loud and feeling that bass going through my yeah. body. So I make music for that. But there's certain people that will play my record. And I, I've listened to my record on a phone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, nah, this isn't it. Like, no. this isn't the, it's not the one on this phone. But if you Especially play this in my... heavy music, you can't right. listen to it on a phone. So you're speaker. like, oh, this, this song's trash. Play it in the car. Play it at a... Yo, Come to one of our shows. Now we play it on the system. Then tell me how yeah, you feel yeah. about it because it's a different feeling. You know what I mean? So it's just like music is so subjective and it's so everywhere that you need to actually just listen to it. Like, mm -hmm. like yo, even on bad albums, you can find good records. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you'll always do that. You'll always go through that. So it's like you have to kind of have that ear and you you have to explore. And, and to be a good artist, you have to kind of reach everywhere for shit, you know? Yeah, like I, I like to push the envelope. Regardless of who I'm working with, like right. I'll, I'll be true to your sound, but I, I will try to incorporate different different elements just to make yeah you make trap music all right cool, let's do trap this way like still leaning was was like that still leaning was I put distortion on it I slowed it down completely you know I put reverbs on the snares like I put the the hi hats louder than a lot of other songs that right, I was right. I just wanted to do something different and it stuck you know what I mean and that's my point like. But as a producer, I feel like a, a, my favorite producers are versatile, like the Neptunes. The Neptunes were able to make grinding and make rock your body for just a right, right. So in many ways, I don't know if that, that's a, a, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It, I, I feel like to me, it, it's something that, I'm, that I'm, I guess I'll say I'm proud of or like I like to do. I like to be versatile because that means that I can work with different artists. I don't have to just gravitate to just one thing because I don't work that way I'm a, I'm a scatterbrain like I said before to you like I, I work off my emotions off my mood like I'm inspired by the world I'm inspired by different things you know right I'm never gonna go way out there outside of my element when I know it's not true to me you know what I'm saying because at some point it does sound like you're trying 
Exactly. And, and you I'm don't not, want it to and, be trying. And I'm not going to do that. Like, right. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to start making country music because I'm, my heart's not in that. Like, right, I'm right, not interested right. in right. that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. but, um, and I know we talked about recently, uh, we talked recently about um, Justin Timberlake's new album. It was like country. It's like country. Trap music. 808s, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, just not nah, the wave. I'm not, like, I'm not feeling that one. Because I feel like certain people try to push the envelope almost to a point yeah, where it's like you pushed it, it, it off be, the ledge yeah, and it fell. And like, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you, uh, sometimes you could overthink something too much. Yeah. Like, I, I get that. And it's fine, it's fine to be creative, but like be creative. Sometimes when you're too creative... It, yeah. it's it is bad you yeah. know what i mean and it's fine to be too it's fine to put out a bad project so yeah. everyone d does it you know what i mean yeah. yo jay no one disrespects jay as an mc yeah. but jay has put out blueprint 2 he you know what i mean he put out blueprint 3 i thought blueprint um 2.1 when they trimmed they consolidated to one album was was a lot better right so blueprint 2 as a whole had a lot of filler in it. yeah and it wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a good it wasn't the follow-up to blueprint no and and these Artists put out bad albums, and that's fine. Like, mm -hmm. like legendary artists put out bad albums. That's fine. People hold people to such a high standard because Pac, yeah, and, give up. Yeah. Well, cause Pac and Big died, and they put out these classics. But the thing is, like, they were so young, and we also we put their music so high because yeah. they're dead. Well, yeah, yeah, death. Uh, uh, it cements your legacy. One hundred percent. Like, like you don't know if. All right, you if Tupac is alive, you don't like if Eminem died after his first two albums. Yeah, he's a legend. Like, he's, he's I think Eminem's first three albums were classics. 100%. Even, even Eminem show, I Eminem show is fire. Maybe there's like two songs I don't like, right? Uh, I think even though my weird, dad's gone crazy, I don't right. like that much. And, and even like, the weird, even the weird song like Superman on, on that yeah. album is a phenomenal yeah. record, but it's and not say what you say is fire, right? And, and it's and but and they're and not, they're not like conventional, they're not the, the way that people yeah. made rap albums, yeah, but they were fire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that if Eminem would have died after the first two or three albums, he's maybe ahead. He he mm -hmm. might be right next to Big and yeah, Tupac. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. like you have to give these artists time and then their discography kind of weighs, it balances itself out. Yeah. You know what I mean? To where yeah. they're just an artist now. Yeah. Like who knows if Tupac makes a fucking relapse? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, maybe right. Tupac, if if we got older and he got yeah, older with us, maybe yeah, he makes know. a relapse album, yeah. and you're like, "Damn, that's not really yeah, you, man." He left on such a high. He he left on all eyes on me. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he, he passed away on all eyes on me. Right. And, and Biggie had dropped. Uh, well, Life After Death was supposed to drop like a couple days after. Right. And then they pushed <laughs> it back into like uh, I think it came out in like May, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But think about that. Like, but, all right, so these people die on such a high note. Yeah. That it's like you didn't give them time to balance yeah. out as artists. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't true. know what they would have done. So I don't yeah, I don't I don't know if we can hold people to such a high standard or such a high degree because you just don't like time will tell everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the only reason why I respect Eminem is because even though his albums haven't been good, yeah, he's always about what he wants to do. Yeah. And that, and that's something that you have to respect, whether you like it or not. Right. Like he's true to himself. And I think that that's the way to go. Yeah. I think, and, and I want to actually close on that note only because I feel like we're pressing our luck yeah. right now <laughs> by doing a, a long interview. But I yeah, want yeah. I do want to close on that note because me and you are closer than most to each other and we, mm -hmm. could, we could always link up for another yeah, yeah, yeah. interview. But I want to close on that note of just as an artist, as a producer, make what's true to you. I agree, man. Make your sound. You got to, just go with your gut with a lot of this stuff. Like, it's like, you can 
try to uh, appease the like you could try to to be appealing to every crowd but at the end of the day if you're not appealing to yourself it's not helping yeah, just just do what feels real to you man what what, what comes from your heart man and i know that sounds cheesy as it's fuck. true though because i said that in the last interview right, i'm right. like but it's true though it's true though it's like you only yo this this shit that you do is meant for you to like it like if yeah. you're making stuff where you don't even enjoy it and you don't even know what the fuck yeah. you're doing then at yeah, some point, and, it's going to kill you. And that's what I told you about, like, Abyss the other day, right? I made that, and I'm like, yo, this feels like something that, like, came... I, I told you came in, in, like, a... I was meditating, and a lot of these ideas started coming Right. I was meditating. I know that sounds like some, like, but some Dalai Lama shit. Right, but, like, but that's fine. But, yeah, but, like, just someone hitting me up, and I'm like, yo, that track, Abyss, or Drops of Love, like, yo, I love that. What made you think of that? And I'm like, yo, this is how I felt at the moment. Right. That wasn't me pushing, like, yo, I'm going to sound like this. I'm going to sound... No, I'm exactly. just like, yo, let me... This is what I was feeling at the moment. Love that, it or hate it, right, but it that's feels, not, it's it's uh it's freeing, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. And it it's feels, not you going after yeah, it's not like you listen to an album and you were like, Oh, let me recreate that sound right there. That sound yeah. that sounded really good. And then you yeah, and, you know and, and, and I get it. Everyone does that. Well in every, the beginning. Right. Especially in the beginning, right? Right, right. right. Or if, if depending on the environment that you're in, you wanna like appease to people. I we all have been there, man. Like, trust me. But at some point, like if you know that's not getting you the results, guess what? What's the definition of insanity? Doing, Doing the same thing okay. and expecting different results. Exactly. Right. So at some point, you have to be aware and say, nah, man, this is I'm better off just just having that conviction of doing what it is that I want to do. Right. You know, Because at least at the end of the day, if it doesn't go anywhere, you could look at yourself in the mirror and say, yo, I've done, I've exhausted my options. I've done everything I said I wanted to right. do. And you know what I'm saying? And that's just how I look at it, man. And 100%. That's something that, that it takes time, but it's freeing, man. So what's, it's liberating. what's next from Data Mosh? I'm just going to keep releasing. I have some ideas that I want to put out, just different projects. And uh, I'm going to stop on SoundCloud. I, I, I'm going to start putting my music. Thank you. Know. We actually, we <laughs> talked last last week Again, in, the, in the Lost episode, yeah. we talked a lot about, a, a lot about uh, streaming and, and how... Uh, streaming will over time it's going to equate to more money than selling a single album would and we we delved into that a lot <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that we talked about and, and when I told when I said in the beginning of this that we had a fucking really good three hours of conversation mm -hmm. we had a really good three hours because of that I'm going to cut it short well no 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 <laughs> but me and you are gonna we're gonna link up more often because yeah. I feel like the conversations that we could have could be helpful to people. Yeah. And I feel like from the perspective of a rapper and producer, yeah. it's it's a dope concept to have two people sit down and talk from those two aspects because they're so close but so far from each other. You know what I mean? So in the future, we will, although we lost that three hours <laughs> and we'll never get that shit back, yeah. we will probably make up for it in the future by releasing shit that you guys are going to be able to uh, listen to and kind of um get that insight and and uh and gain from you know what i mean so i want to thank you for, thank you for having me. i want to thank you for coming even though <laughs> the fucking the i mean the last three hours were deleted i want to thank you for still like sticking with it and being like all right yo i'll i'll do Definitely. another that i really appreciate that because no, appreciate there's a lot of people that are like yo i don't have the time to do that again no, you know what i mean I appreciate it and i really do appreciate that and that means a lot and that shows your character as well i want you guys to to just look at that and think about the type of person that will do a 3 hour podcast then the next week do another hour and a half 2 hours just because he wants to 
go through with it. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate there's it. no, I'm not paying this guy to be here. I'm not, this is all off the strength. So that's why when I say I appreciate it, I really mean that shit. You know what I mean? Thank you. And I can't wait to hear what's next from you. I think that you're a phenomenal producer. Even your rap shit that, that you have out is phenomenal. Like I appreciate said last it, week, I want you to, again, get to the fucking streaming sites. Make money for your art because you deserve it. And you never know. When right. you when you uh, put yourself in a smaller pool, you never know who's going to be listening. You know what I'm saying? No, and right. when you give people uh, a smaller uh, amount to search from, yeah. you never, you know what I mean? You're, you're in front of so many more people that, that see your name up front and center. And your name is not like... It's not like your your name is something that's extremely common and mm-hmm. fucking it's going to get lost and you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I think that you're going to crush it on Apple. I think you're going to crush it. And what's dope is you could put up all the stuff that you've produced as well. Or you could link those people, if they're not complete dickheads, they could link the music that, <laughs> that you have with them yeah. to you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So... You have them do that, and now you have all these streams from from different places. You know what I'm saying? That's the beauty of it. So I want to see you do that, and I can't wait for the next project from you. And I'd like to eventually work with you in the future. Definitely. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But that's in. I want to build a relationship. I want to establish a friendship before we even do that because, again, you're the producer. I'm the rapper, and I, I think that me and you have a similar mindset where it's going to lead us to actually – do stuff that you're supposed to do with hip-hop like there's a lot of people that don't have that you know what i mean they don't have that person that they can relate with i i grew up with again my friend my friend hans Durkel, he's phenomenal producer but me and him butt heads so much you know what i mean like and he, he's just so creative and i'm not creative i'm business-minded and i want to yeah. do this and i want to do it meticulously and this and that and and because he's so creative he, he feels like he's being boxed in you know what i mean and i, I love him yeah. for that i love him for that because for for him, it's like, yo, like, like I want to add one more synth line. And I'm like, nah, it sounds so fucking good with, without that synth yeah, yeah. line. Like, just take that off. But, like, he's so creative. He wants to keep going, keep adding, and keep adding, and layering. And you know what I mean? But I, I get it, and I appreciate that type of producer. But, like, it's like, I want to, like, I, I'd like to be the guy that sits. I feel like me and you both have an executive producer's mind. Mm-hmm. And I think when you match... Like a J and a Puff, mm-hmm. and put them in the studio mm-hmm. and and have them either work with other artists. Mm-hmm. Like if if me and you were able to sit down with a young artist and actually perfect their sound, you you helping them craft their flow or or how they they actually sit on the beat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm helping them get their bar structure down and everything. Yeah. Like that type of team is necessary in hip hop, and no one has that. Like there's like you said earlier, there's no OGs anymore. And there's never been, yo, I have not had a single mentor in this whole game. There has never been a person that has like took me under their wing. That's crazy. Yeah. And and I just learned everything I on my own. Early on, yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it sucks when you grow like that. That's why I'm so adamant about grabbing all these young uh, artists and taking them under my yeah, wing because yeah. I'm saying to them, I didn't have this shit. I hope you appreciate it. But at the same time, I like doing this because... Again, yeah, man. When and you don't have that, it's important, sucks. man. Right. Regardless of what you believe in, man, paying it forward, like, I, I, I believe in the karma cycle, man. Right. Like, when you give out, you you get back. You know what I mean? And that goes a long way, just trying to help someone, man. One hundred percent. Like you know, people people don't want to put themselves. They think it's like 
submissive to be like a, a servant, right? Right. But it's important, man. Uh, and it's so important. and I'm 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 so far removed from that mindset of I'm not doing shit for these people. What are they doing for yeah. me? Because I've been there too, yeah. Because and that's it, ego, right? And yeah. and a hundred percent. And and you just sit there and you get to a point where you're like, what is anyone doing for me? Yeah. What is anyone yeah. like? realistically besides your parents what does anyone do for you you know it's life is like that you just got to figure out where you sit and you got to figure out how comfortable you are doing certain things and once you find your comfort level you could do whatever you fucking want but people aren't out here just giving people shit Mm -hmm. so it's like no matter who you work with you're not getting like yeah you get you got that money that one time but you might have ruined that relationship did it did it work out did it pan out you know what i mean now you could have sat down with that producer and y'all could have uh created an album and became the next big thing but but you ruined it with that money you know off bat and i'm not trying to tell producers not to get paid because i think that's a huge and important part of of being a producer just know what your what your goals are right right and don't don't just become like a slave to the money because if you do that you're just gonna lose all creation and and you're just not the the creativity is gonna be gone you're not gonna be what you expect it to be you know what i mean so like really find find your sound with someone and that's going to be the the main point. I was telling Data Mosh before this interview, I was saying I like leaving with a main point because like even for the, the Mark Barino interview that I did, the first episode, I, I like that there was a main point. You know what I mean? So the main point of this, I want to, I want people to f- create their sound, find their sound. Like you found your sound or, or what you enjoy, like mm-hmm. the, the vibe that you enjoy sitting in. And again, you jump from here to there and by day it might be different. Mm-hmm. But you know what your vibe is. And I think that that's important. And also another point that we kept reiterating is find that producer that you can work with and just sit down with them and work with them and create what could be a, a classic. You know what I mean? I agree. But it starts at the producer and the the MC getting along. And it starts at them two kind of collaborating and, and figuring it out together because... Two minds is always going to be better than one in this game, especially. Uh, you know what I mean? Whether one person might know uh, the facet of the, the money and the other person might know the facet of the creativity. But two minds is always going to work better than one. So figure always. that out. And, and I want you guys to, to definitely leave with that, you know. Um, again, thank you. Thank and you. And, guys, this was Datamash. Uh, you could find his music at, right now, SoundCloud. Just, yeah. It's Datamash with a money sign, right? Uh, no, it's just datamash dash uh, ce dash ce. Yeah. Okay, datamash dash ce, and on Instagram. I'm datamash underscore. Datamash yeah. underscore. Okay, yeah, Twitter. Too, yeah. Same datamash underscore. Yep. All right, guys. So look him up. Uh, listen to his music. I don't support trash, Thank and you. that's just being completely <laughs> honest. I I don't. I'm not gonna be fucking getting interviews with every rapper because I need to fill up this SoundCloud. That's not my yeah. vibe at all. If I do one interview every two months, just know that the interview I'm doing is because <laughs> the person is fucking actually worthwhile. So I want you guys to understand that. Go check out Datamash. Listen to his music. He's a producer, but he makes music. He's not a producer that makes beats that everyone's gonna be rapping to. He's a producer that makes music. If you like Radiohead, if you like, you know what I'm saying, Aphex Twin. Listen to his music because you're probably going to find that he sits in that pocket, you know. And uh, thank you guys for listening. This was episode two of Digging the Garden. Uh, I hope to God that this saves. <laughs> and, and I hope that we don't have to do this again because we've had very good conversations. But Next one will be a phone interview. Right, 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 right. All right, guys. Peace out.